Hello and welcome to the Legacy Music Hour. My name is Brent Weinbach. I am Rob F. Switch. And this is the Video Game Music Podcast, focusing only on 8-bit and 16-bit era music from video games. And before we get into today's topic, uh, just a couple things we'd like to mention. One is we just uh, the Legacy Music Hour would like to apologize for the delayed episode 35, our last episode. More specifically, Rob F. Switch would like to apologize. Uh, we I was having some PC problems, and I lost a lot of information because I got a virus on my computer. And I actually take pretty good care of my computer, mm-hmm. Brent. And I, I have virus protection, and I still got a virus. So the Legacy Music Hour is now PC-free. PC-free, which means virus-free, and which also means better equipment, basically. Although, yeah. well, we're still not, we're still yeah, still figuring that out. Yeah. Uh, oh, and uh, do you want to mention our current recording situation at Legacy Music Hour headquarters? Yeah, sure. So right now we're recording this episode on Fourth of July. Happy Fourth of July, everybody out there in America land. This episode will be released in two days. You're listening to it two days later. Yes. But there are a lot of fireworks and stuff going on, especially in, in the neighborhood that the Legacy Music Headquarters is located. Brent, well, in my neighborhood, they bring out heavy artillery on the 4th. Yeah, it's like a it's a, it's a a battle zone out there. It is a battle zone. I was, I was dodging bullets as I came over here. You literally were I dodging. Ran. I ran over here, actually. Well, I, I saw you. Brent actually came in huffing and puffing. Yeah, as a, a missile was being launched into the atmosphere. Yeah, no, it was it was a situation. So, so it's, 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 my neighbors are also blasting music, and they will until about one or two in the morning. So we have some background fans. Yeah, we try to muffle out the noise with some fans because it was also a another one hundred degree day here at Legacy Music Hour headquarters. Yes, and um, so we figured the the fan noise would be better than hearing the. The, the music in the background and the, and the loud pops. You'll, you'll still probably hear some of that a little bit anyway. But anyway, all right. Um, moving on to... Uh, oh, okay. And then one other thing to mention was that in the covers episode, it was mentioned that the, the Zelda song yes. that had lyrics was by a band called The Rabbit Joint. And it turns out upon further research that it's actually by a guy named Joe Plyman. And uh, it's... And it and it's his the name of the album that that song was on is called the Rabbit Joint. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. And so that's about it. So that brings us to today's topic. Uh, this is a focus on Kinuyo Yamashita, All right. the um, famed composer of Castlevania, uh, the original Castlevania, and other things which we'll get into. Um, and uh, we actually were lucky enough to get an exclusive interview. With Yamashita's son. Yes. And um, before we get into the interview and before we get into this whole thing, uh, let's just mention uh, some of the games that she worked on. So she worked on Castlevania, as I mentioned. Yes. Uh, she did Esper Dream. Um, she did that. Was, I think that was a Famicom Disk System game only. Um, and then she also worked on a game called Arumana no Kiseki. She did Power Blade, okay. which is a Taito title. Um, she did Mega Man X3 for the Super Nintendo. And she did Metarot for the Game Boy. Um, which that, the, and the, the version we'll be hearing from later is only the Japanese version. Because, uh, uh, well, yeah. Uh, other, the, the only Metarot that came out for Game Boy, uh, and, and not Game Boy Color or any later Game Boys, was the one that was only released in Japan. She also worked on a Hinotori and Hanataka Daka for the PC Engine. Um, I couldn't verify if she worked on those by herself or with other people. Okay. So we're, we're going to probably leave that out of the... Uh, well, not probably. We are going to leave that out of today's episode. And then there were some games she did for Natsume where she also worked with some other composers. And I'll get into it later about, about this, but um, it's kind of hard to tell which ones she worked on so we're going to leave those alone but those games would include Casper which is uh, based on the, the movie which is based on the cartoon Casper the Friendly Ghost um, That she worked on the Japanese version only she also did Mark Davis's The Fishing Master Pocky and Rocky 
and King Kong 2. Hmm. Uh, I think King Kong 2 only came out in Japan. And uh, so that's kind of a list of all... Uh, I think that's the bulk of what she did in uh, during the 8-bit and 16-bit era. She also worked on a ton of games post-16-bit era. Right. Um, but, uh, but that won't concern us for today's episode. So anyway, um, we're going to start this off um, with with her her um, her most well-known uh, game, which is Castlevania. We'll start off with a piece from that, and then we'll go right into the interview. Now, if the interview sounds scripted, that's because it is. Um, because uh, Kinyo Yamashita doesn't speak a lot of English, it was easier uh, easier for her that we first sent her all our interview questions through email, and then that gave her and gave her time to prepare her answers in English, and it was just easier for her uh, to basically do this interview, um, having everything prepared and, and right. having it kind of scripted out, basically. Yes. So it's going to sound scripted, and you know that was just sort of the easiest way to do it. Um, also, we'll be posting uh, the interview or basically the interview in text form on our website, LegacyMusicHour.com. So you can follow along with that if it's hard to understand, you know, what's being said sometimes. And um, it's it's pretty much the same thing that we say in the audio version, except there are a couple moments of sort of spontaneity and, and you know, us not following the script exactly. So that's that. Uh, anything to add before we get into this? Nope. Let's get right to it. Okay, so... Uh, we start this off with um, some music from Castlevania, the most famous game she worked on. This is Stage 5, um, which is also known as Heart of Fire. That's the title for this piece. This is music composed by Kanuyo Yamashita, our composer focus on the Legacy Music Hour. Thank you so much for joining us on the Legacy Music Hour. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for interviewing me. I know you're very busy, uh, so I'm just going to jump right into some questions. At Konami, uh, you were given the alias James Banana. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know why Konami picked that name for you? Oh, uh, no. I don't know why they chose the name James Banana. Aliases for video game music composers were common in the 1980s, especially mm-hmm. at Capcom well, and Konami. Uh, mm-hmm. why, why did video game composers use aliases for the credits instead of their real names? How come there wasn't better record keeping when it came to crediting composers? Mm, the Japanese style is very different from the USA. So there are lot uh, a lot more reserved and don't want to give away their secret. So I guess they felt like they had to protect their talent. And so they used fake name. Looking at video game music from the 80s and early to mid 90s, mm-hmm. uh, there were so many prominent female composers. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> It seems like at least half of my favorite composers are women. Um, mm-hmm. In comparison, there aren't really any prominent female composers mm-hmm. in film music. 
Uh, why do you think that is? Why were there so many female composers working on video games during the 8-bit and 16-bit era? <laughs> uh, I don't know the answer to those questions, this question, but I would like to compose music uh, for film. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I would be on board for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so well, who are who are some of your favorite composers from the eight bit and sixteen bit era? Uh, mm-hmm. Were there any composers or soundtracks that were an influence on you? Uh, no, I don't really have any influences, and I don't know all the composer's name. I play the game called Mother in Japan. I thought that game had great music. And Mario and Mega Man, I like as well. During the 8-bit and 16-bit era, did you compose on real instruments and then adapt it to the hardware, or did you compose the music from the hardware itself? Ah, uh, yes. I would compose the music on a keyboard first. Then I would have to convert the notes to hex number and program them into the computer. Did you play the game first without sound, or did you compose the music from storyboards, screenshots, and or illustrations? Uh, usually, I can't play the game first. I'm giving a story or a screenshot, like you said. As someone who was active in the mid-80s and is still active today, mm-hmm. how has technology influenced the way you compose? Uh, Has your compositional technique evolved over time as a result of technology? Has it evolved as a result of something else? Or is your approach the same as it has always been? Mm. Uh, Technology has greatly changed my composition um, technique. With 8-bit music, the sound has to be programmed. And I could only use whole sounds at once time. So the hardware has a lot more limited. Um, now it's more simple. I can just play the music on the keyboard and have it recorded directly into the computer. Now it's a lot more user-friendly. Software allows me to sequence everything easily. There are almost no musical limitation. Um, however, with all the advancement in technology, the arrangement of music become more complex because there endless possibility. So I sometimes get help arranging my music now. So we're going to take a pause from the interview right now to perhaps show an example of technology affecting her compositions. Okay. We're going to play an 8-bit console track back-to-back with a 16-bit console track of hers. And um, I have something here picked out from a Famicom Disk System game called Arumana no Kiseki. And uh, I'm going to play stage five. Um, And then you're going to play something from uh, one of her 16-bit games. Mega Man X3. Right. Which we've heard from on the show before. Right, during the Mega Man episode. Yes, and I will uh, be playing the opening. Okay. So uh, these are both tracks by our composer, Focus of the episode, Kaneo Yamashita.
with regards to level design, how much did the visual setting of the level factor into the music composition? For example, the first level of Castlevania takes place in a house. Does mm -hmm. the house setting factor into the composition at all? Or when you compose the music for that level, were you specifically writing something that you thought would fit a house environment? Or for mm -hmm. the third level, um, did you write something that you thought would fit an outdoor balcony patio type environment? Or was this stuff irrelevant? Um, oh, yes. I see the image of the stage. For example, uh, the stairs that has water, so not balcony, not house. Uh, example, water. I try to put the water atmosphere into the music and the stairs that near um, the final stage. I give the music a more tense feeling, and the music is matched with the intensity of the game. Now let's hear the water stage from Castlevania, um, which is actually more of a swamp stage, um, okay. and it's actually part of the level, but it's, um, it's stage four, and perhaps uh, you can hear the water sound she was trying to put into the music with this piece. It's also called Walking Edge, and it's stage four from Castlevania. that the music for Castlevania would become as popular as it is today? Uh, honestly, no. I never thought it would be so popular. It was a very busy time, so I was working on a lot of games. Um, when you were composing music for earlier video games, did mm -hmm. you ever think the music was too good for a video game? In other words, were you ever discouraged that only a relatively small amount of people would be hearing music that you put so much work into and were proud of? Uh, no, it didn't matter how many people heard my music. I was glad to work on all the games. Um, what was Satoe Terashima's involvement with Castlevania? Mm -hmm. um, did she compose any of the music or did she only do sound effects and programming? Uh, uh, Terashima-san composed some music from Castlevania. Um, she didn't make the sound effect, uh, but we didn't collaborate. We made some separately. So all the music from Castlevania is from Terashima-san or me. Can you list the songs you composed for Castlevania, and can you list the songs Terashima-san composed? Yeah. Um, yeah, Terasama-san composed stage 1, stage 2, stage 6 ending. I composed stage 3, stage 4, stage 5, both Dracula, Dracula 2. Okay, so we're going to pause the interview again here. It's been very good so far. Sure, yeah. Well, to me, this is the most breaking news part of the interview. Because, well, okay, first of all, stage 3... Uh, this is actually my favorite song from Castlevania, which she composed. Yes. But the most well-known song from Castlevania is Stage 1, otherwise known as Vampire Killer. And it turns out that it was not composed by Kunio Yamashita. But I think everybody else, everyone thinks it is, though. I mean, a lot of people don't even know that Satoya Terashima worked on the game at all. Some people do. Right. But uh, I, I think most people don't think that she Satoe Terashima had as large of a role, but it turns out she actually composed half of the songs on, in the game. So I think that's really interesting that Kinuyo Yamashita did not compose the first stage for Castlevania because the first stage is a very 
iconic song in it, not just in castle for castlevania but for video game music in general i think i i agree yeah so that's pretty interesting to me um i mean the truth is revealed here at the legacy music hour uh breaking news dun, 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 dun. right we still have to get that that sound effect in here yes um also another thing to note and this isn't in the interview but um in some of my email exchanges with kenyo yamashita um she actually didn't know the titles of the songs you know, like Vampire Killer or Stage 3 is called Wicked Child because she didn't come up with those titles. She, Konami did. Right. And so, um, I mean, I think that's interesting because uh, if anyone, I I don't know, I think people maybe asked her about Vampire Killer in the past but haven't referred to it as Stage 1 or or maybe didn't even play her the music. I, I think that she's not, like, would not be aware that if you asked her a question about Vampire Killer that you know, what you were talking about. She would just think you were talking about the music in general for sure. Castlevania. So, um, anyway, yeah, what, what we had to do was, uh, I just basically sent her, uh, links to all, all the different tracks from the game and asked her what, which ones were hers. Um, and just had to do it that she had to just listen to all of them to, fu- to, to know which ones were actually hers. Right. So, um, anyway, I just think that's really interesting. And I think that's really the kind of the, that's the real meat of this interview is just knowing that she actually didn't write that song, you know, and that it was actually Satoya Tarashima. Well, you know, we get right to the heart of the issues here at the Legacy Music Hour. Yeah. Again, Stage 3 is actually my favorite song from Castlevania, which she did compose, though. It, you played that on the show already. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes right. I did. Yes. Um, so, anyway, um, yeah, like, and actually earlier in my questioning... Uh, I was, I asked about, you know, stage one, how the level design of stage one influenced her composition. I had asked that prior to knowing that, um, that, you know, that, that she hadn't, didn't compose that level. Right. Um, All right. Uh, Well, anyway, let's move on and hear more from Kinyo Yamashita here on the Legacy Music Hour. After working at Konami, why did you decide to go freelance? Were there Uh, things that, were there things at Konami that you didn't like? Um, no, uh, when I worked at Konami, um, the expectations were very high. Um, the long hours were too um, difficult for my body, so I had to leave. I went to another small company working on video game project. When um, that and the people I worked with wanted me to work at Taito. This is a video game company. Yeah, but, yeah. but it was in Tokyo, and I live in Osaka. Uh, I didn't want to move there, so I became freelance by default after that. What was it like working freelance in comparison to working at Konami? Uh, freelance composing is good because I can work at home, but it's inconsistent work, so that part is a challenge. And now let's hear a track from one of the Taito games she worked on, Power Blade. Um, we're going to hear Sector 7 and also um, about some of the other freelance work she did. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, she worked on these Natsume games. And those games she worked on with other people. And I actually actually wanted to play a couple tracks from Pocky and Rocky. And I sent them to her to make sure that she had composed them. And she responded in an email that she hadn't. And um, basically, I, I didn't want to keep bothering her with different tracks like, did you compose this one or did you compose this one? Right. So basically, as far as those Natsumi games goes or some of the other freelance stuff she did, uh, we're just going to kind of leave. That's why we're leaving that those out of this episode is just because, um, you know, we, we just don't know which one she actually composed. And it would have been too time consuming for us to um, and, and, you know, too bothersome, I think, for her. Uh, for us to keep sending her tracks to to find out which one she actually did. So anyway, but this is uh, from a game she did do exclusively. Um, which is Power Blade, and uh, it's, as she was talking about, uh, working for Taito for a little bit. Um, this is Sector Seven from Power Blade by our composer of the of the episode, Kanio Yamashita. 
in another interview, you mentioned mm-hmm. that you wanted to work on Castlevania 2. Mm-hmm. But you were removed from Castlevania to work on other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who was the superior that removed you from Castlevania 2? And, mm-hmm. and has he worked on other games? Um, I don't remember the superior's name. He decided me to work on uh, other games. And I don't remember the composer music for Castlevania 2. Hideo Kojima was working on Metal Gear around the time you were employed by Konami. Mm-hmm. Were you ever asked to participate in the composition of that soundtrack? Uh, he was a he was a peer of mine at Konami, but I have never composed a musical Metal Gear. But I want I will, I would like to work on one of the new Metal Gear games. Okay, and uh, we're going to take another pause here from the interview. Um. And uh, Rob, you're going to play a track from Esper Dream. Right, Esper Dream. This is a, a game that she worked on after Castlevania while she was still at Konami before leaving Konami and going yes. freelance. So uh, this is one of the tracks from Kinuyo Yamashita. Aside from the technical and synthetic aspect, do you think there is a difference between video game music and non-video game music? In other words, is there something compositionally and structurally unique about music made for video games? Uh, I think that video game music is similar to film music. It's um, different from popular music is singing, singer. Uh, music doesn't usually stand out in video games. It's meant to go along with the movement of the characters. But some uh, important scenes from the game make it memorable. Okay, so I just want to take a time out here because um, I think this is interesting that she says that, uh, that that it's the scenes from the game that make the music memorable and that the music doesn't stand out on its own. I mean, I, I think the music does stand out. I think you'd agree with me too, right, Rob? Absolutely, yeah. 100%. Um, because, I mean, to me, especially music composed during the 8-bit and 16-bit era, it's just very melody-driven. And to me, it really can stand alone on its own. I mean, it, it almost sounds, to me, that it's, it's so melodic that it, I think it's, you could sing along with it like it's pop music. You know, I, I just think it's it's very much not like film music. Um, but that's why I like it so much, though. Exactly. It, it, um, and um, so, yeah, I think it's interesting that she she feels that way. I mean, I think that that's true for today's video game music or a lot of today's video game music because it's very very much like film music. But that the music the music from the eight bit and sixteen bit era, I think, is uh, it just has very memorable melodies and it's it's very memorable on its own, even without the. The, the back the the scenes and yeah. you know I think the the uh, you can act you can actually see what you're talking about say if if I give you this example if you show someone from our generation okay mm-hmm. you show them a picture of the Legend of Zelda mm-hmm. okay they'll say oh that's the Legend of Zelda you play a song from the Legend of Zelda mm-hmm. the reaction will be completely different than just looking at the picture. Oh, right. So you're you know saying, I mean? like, the music will be a stronger reaction than, the actual, than, than just the, the scene or whatever. And, yeah. you know, when we've, I, I've seen it. Yeah. You know, we went to that, uh, that uh, mini bosses show. Right. And the, they were just, they, they were, they were uh, going crazy once you, you, you hear those familiar, uh, those familiar licks or those familiar the melodies. Riffs. Yeah, those melodies, Absolutely. you know, those melodies are just so memorable, you know. So, I don't know. Or maybe, maybe something was lost in the translation. Maybe she was talking about more video game. Maybe she was thinking in terms of video game music of today, but I don't know. Um, you know, by the way, I also, we should mention also, it's, I, I, I wish that we, you know, unfortunately doing the interview in this sort of scripted way, we weren't really able to have, do any follow-up questions and stuff like right. that. We would have liked to have done that. There's, you know, there's other things I would have liked to have known, obviously, about uh, 
you know, some of these questions. And I, stuff. I know that there are people out there who are thinking, well, why don't you follow up on this question? Why wouldn't you do this? But it just was not possible at the time. Yeah, right. It just, it just, we actually even did at one point try to, um, <laughs> to, to do it. And it just, it got confusing for, you know, it just got confusing about, we tried to actually ad lib a question, but it just got confusing and stuff. So anyway, um, let's, uh, hear some more of this interview, uh, from, Kanuyo Yamashita on the Legacy Music Hour. Did you play video games during the 8-bit and 16-bit era? Uh, yeah, I played some video games. Usually I played the game, I compose the music hall. I would have to check the game hall bytes. What are your favorite games? Uh, I once played Mother in Japan. I thought the story, music, and program were good. And Metalworks in Japan, uh, it is Metalworks in the USA. I compose the music on Metalworks. Right, right. I beat, yeah, I beat the game many times to watch the ending. And also, yes, I played Castlevania many times. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you beat Castlevania? Yes, meantime, boss. This is music from Metarot, music composed by Kinio Yamashita, and this is from the uh, the first game in the Metarot series that only came out on Game Boy in Japan. And um, actually, this is a Natsume game, but um, this is a, a Natsume title that she worked on ex- exclusively by herself. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, you and I both had this track picked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like this track, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so this next set of questions we had for her uh, are kind of more on the silly side, I guess you'd say. A little more on the fun side. The lighter yeah. side. The lighter side, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so uh, here's more with Kanio Yamashita. What's your favorite Chopin piece? Um, Nocturne, mainly the three whole rhythm music. Also, I like the intense Beethoven. Mm, okay. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Do you think 8-bit and 16-bit music can be romantic? <laughs> yes, it can be. Um, yes, it can be romantic. Uh, PSG is inorganic, but the sound becomes sharp and soft by changing its data. I like to make the data. Also, I think it depends on the listener. Uh, if the music is hard while having a romantic experience, it can take them into it. But <laughs> I don't usually think romantic romantically about each. So, uh, are, are you married? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, like, why did you move to the United States? More specifically, why New Jersey? 
I moved to New Jersey because that's where my husband lives. Uh, that's about all the questions we have for you. Is there anything you would like to mention or promote? Mm, uh, um, please donate to Japan. Um, uh, not only Japan, some country need help. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, that's that's about it. Yeah. Thanks so much for for doing this and taking the time to um, to to come on our show, as I mentioned, and. Uh, yeah, thanks a lot. Is is uh, I think we learned some interesting things. I think. Uh, you're welcome. Sometimes my answer is so later and uh, so my English is not good, so the answer is really difficult. <laughs> hey, Kanuyo, can I can I say one thing? Yeah. I think please. I think your English is very good. And, Thank you. <laughs> if you think it's bad, no, you should listen to us try and pronounce Japanese words. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that's, um, that's bad. Um, yeah, thank you so much again. Oh, you're welcome. A very interesting question. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bye. Uh, yeah, have a wonderful day. Bye. <laughs> And that was our interview with Kinuyo Yamashita. Hope you all enjoyed it. Yeah, hopefully that was uh, informative. I mean, for me, like I said earlier, that the Castlevania stuff about Satoi Terashima, I mean, that's just really interesting. Um, I, actually, I'm curious about how, how Satoi Terashima feels um, about the situation. That it's it really, you know, I think it seems to everybody that uh, Kinuyo. Yamashita wrote that first level song. Right. And, you know, that's just such a, a such a well-known piece of video game music that, you know, uh, Satoya Terashima is just, you know, doesn't get credit for. Um, but we're going to go uh, back to our sort of usual format where we'll just sort of take turns um, and, you know, play some songs, a couple, a few more songs each for you. Um, and, you know, all by Kanuyo Yamashita, of course. And so, uh, Rob, why don't you give us a track? I would like to play another Metarot track. Okay. I really liked the soundtrack, and um, I want to hit you guys with uh, one more track from our composer focus, Kinuyo Yamashita. big explosion was not part of the song by the way i wonder if that was heard too if it was it wasn't part of the song yeah it was part of our song <laughs> it's a fourth of july special yeah um i like i like in the beginning of that song that the bass line you can kind of hear the bass here i'll just play it real quick listen, listen to the bass right here hear that you hear that oh, yeah yeah here I'll, I'll just want to play the bass by itself real quick actually
Not not this part, but right here. <laughs> I like that right there. Da -da 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 -da. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'm gonna play something from Mega Man X three. Okay. For the Super Nintendo, and uh, yeah, this is uh, as mentioned earlier, one of the freelance works she did for Capcom. This is called Gravity Beetle by composer Kunio Yamashita. This is music from Mega Man X3 from Kunio Yamashita. This is Gravity Beetle. Excellent track all around. This that soundtrack is very has like a, a, a has a lar, has a strong rock edge to it. Um, but that song is a little bit less rock than the a lot of the other tracks on that mm -hmm. on that soundtrack. I am going to return to Power Blade. Okay. All right. And I think I would like to play the music from uh, Sector 5. Sector 5? Yes. Yes, sir. And this is a uh, NES title, a Taito title mm -hmm. from Kinuyo Yamashita. from Sector 5 from Power Blade for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Okay, so up next, I'm going to actually stay with Power Blade. Okay. All right, and um, this is the stage select music from Power Blade for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Music from Power Blade for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Stage select from our composer focus, Kanuyo Yamashita. It's a sh short piece. I am going to close out my set with another track from Metarot. Okay. I really like the soundtrack. Yeah, there's some yeah, some good tracks from it, definitely. So here is a track from Metarot.
Metarot. Reminds me of Castlevania, that track it does. Uh, yeah, a little bit. You know, I actually, something I've been noticing in a lot of her music, uh, Powerblade, Metarot, Castlevania, she uses, um, I don't know how to describe the chord progression, but I could sort of say it was in the key of F minor. She would go, uh, it would go D flat major, E flat major, F minor right here. You know, there's a progression. She uses that a lot, it seems to me. Oh, is that like, right? Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know how to describe it otherwise than that, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. I've just, it, it was, it was right there just now. And then it's, it was, I think it was in one of the, the power blade song that you played, I think. And it's in Castlevania. Uh, oh, I, yeah, maybe it's in Castlevania. No, but you know what? Actually, it might be from that, that stage one song, which is, it's definitely in the stage one song, which you didn't do. So actually yeah. never mind on that, but it does seem like she does use that anyway, though. All right. Anyway. I'm going to play some, another track from Arumana no Kiseki uh, for the Famicom Disk System. And this is stage one, four, and six. They'll, they'll all have the same music. From Kinyo Yamashita. Music from Arumana no Kiseki for the Famicom Disk System, and uh, this is stages one, four, and six. And uh, this definitely, to me, sounds like Castlevania. You know, right. like especially this part. I think coming up right here, this part. I like this part. No, no. You know, this is sort of like a call and response. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, our little focus and interview with uh, Kanuyo Yamashita. Another great episode in the books. And um, a big thanks to Kanuyo Yamashita for um, coming onto our show and taking the time to, you know, prepare the answers in English and you know, to, to do the interview with us and everything. Um, and also, uh, let's mention our sponsors. Uh, Destiny Games. They are in Canton, Michigan, 42134 Ford Road. Call them at 734-404-5548. They will take care of you for all your gaming needs. Yeah, they also, I think, specialize in repair as well. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. And... Uh, Old games and new games. So you can check them out for both. Sure. And they also have a website, destinygames.com. Um, I think uh, that just about wrap things, wraps things up, right, for us? Absolutely. Wrap, wraps things up. Yeah, that's the right, the right way to say that. Um, for the f full track listing um, and uh, the, uh, sort of the sort of interview script or transcript of the interview we did with Kanu Yamashita, check out legacymusicara.com. It's not going to be exactly what we did uh, in the audio but it's pretty close um and uh you can email us at legacymusichour at gmail.com or call us at our phone number is 281 sonic 91 um i mean you won't actually talk to us but you'll hear a, a voice greeting from us right yeah and you can leave a message whatever so um oh and by the way i I hope that answered the question to um, the one caller we had. Um, I think it was PJ from North Carolina or something like that. Was asking about aliases. Yes. That so you know I, she's I, Kanyo Yamashita says it's for privacy reasons. That's why they use aliases. 
Um, I don't know if that's, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I guess, I mean, I haven't heard any better answer than that really, but, um, but yeah, hopefully that answered your question. I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know if I fully believe that, but anyway, um, what else? That's it. Let's, let's leave you with, uh, another track from power blade. This is sector one. Uh, it's music of course, composed by Kunio Yamashita, my name is Brent Weinbach. I am Rob F. The name of the show is the Legacy Music Hour. Thank you for listening. Bye. <laughs>